The all-new Hyundai 2024 Santa Fe is equipped with everything that you need to break free from the dull work week and embark on an adventurous weekend with your family. The all-new Hyundai Santa Fe's features like available H-Track all-wheel drive, standard third-row seating, available dual wireless charging pads, ensure that you can take on any adventure. Available H-Track all-wheel drive so you can take on the dirt trails and kick up some mud. Standard third-row seating so your whole family can experience the thrill together. Available dual wireless charging pads so no one gets stuck in the great outdoors with a dead phone. I've been so pumped to take a couple of friends with our road bikes to some of the trails nearby, and now I can bring the entire crew, my dog, and all of our gear with that third row. Learn more about the new Hyundai Santa Fe at HyundaiUSA.com. Call 562-314-4603 for complete details. Na, 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 come on. On this episode of the Heat Check, again, more shenanigans in Sacramento. Yes, it's our weekly, bi-weekly, tri-weekly check-in. Also, more shenanigans going on with Brooklyn. And they've got Twitter fingerprints of none other than Daryl Morey behind them. Possibly some collusion, possibly some tampering, possibly executives from around the league uniting to come after. Michael Rubin, owner of the Philadelphia 76ers. We also get into an all-star scandal. This one surrounding my man, Book, starting all-star forward, Andrew Wiggins. How, Sway? How? Sacramento, get your shit together. The funny thing is it's, it's resulted in actually nothing. Like, this now, the story is like a, is a story about a non-story, right? Like, nothing actually deals with a real trade. This week, the big news, this is the bomb. This is the sound of the Woj bomb. I don't even know if you could constitute this as a Woj bomb, but apparently there will be no deal. Sacramento Kings are doing no deal with the Sixers for Ben Simmons. Okay. Woj reported that the Kings have, quote-unquote, ended their pursuit of a deal with the 76ers and turned elsewhere in trade talks, sources told ESPN on Friday. Inside of two weeks until the February 10th trade deadline, the Kings believe that the asking price for Simmons is too steep. (laughs) You guys are just hearing that? You guys are just getting that? And that the pathway to a trade agreement with the Sixers does not exist, sources said. Shocking that Daryl Morey is still trying to fleece other teams to the point that even the Sacramento Kings are like, no, no, even we, even we know this is not a good trade. Like the team that's the most dysfunctional, easy to fleece, like completely non-organized, the worst franchise. Even they're like, you know what? I think we're good. You go ahead and. Test the waters out for yourself. Embiid is playing his best basketball. And that, you would think, would lead to a deal getting done. That's how you know your asking price is way too fucking high when the farm team laughs at you in the face. What? We are not doing that deal. You are straight tripping. And remember, the Kings have lost five straight games. 
and are desperate to move about everyone on their roster, not named De'Aaron Fox, and they still do not. They're like, I do not care. Woj further notes, the Kings roster represented one of the Sixers' best options for a Simmons deal ahead of the trade deadline. Losing them in the marketplace somewhat diminishes the chance of an in-season trade, although the Sixers believe that there are potential avenues to find a deal in the next two weeks. They believe a lot of things. They do. They believe things that don't make any sense. I have been saying this for I don't even know how long now. This deal's not getting done. Like, this is not happening. I don't know why we even consistently put news out. It's like it's like a fodder for us. It's just like a little morsel for us to chew on, like a little baby Sour Patch Kids. Like, oh, it's like this is tasty, but this is not anything substantive. Nothing substantive is coming. What exactly is the path forward, Daryl? Woj says his sources are saying that the Nets will quote-unquote not engage with the Sixers in any way, shape, or form on a deal for Harden. Uh, okay. Who's left? Well, not an all-star, that's for sure. So if you're not getting Harden and you're not getting Foxy, then who the fuck do you think you're getting? Mark Stein reports that NBA execs just don't even believe Daryl Morey is bluffing about keeping Ben Simmons. I can't find a team out here these days that believes Daryl Morey is bluffing about keeping Simmons past the deadline. To A, first make what it sounds to outsiders as a rather hopeless attempt to convince Simmons to rejoin the team for a playoff drive. I mean, that's not happening. And B, more importantly, retain Simmons to offer him as the centerpiece of an off-season trade pitch for the likes of Damian Lillard, Bradley Beal, Jalen Brown, and, of course, Brooklyn's James Harden in free agency. That would, of course, mean that those teams are actually interested in trading for Ben Simmons in the first place, let alone trade their superstar for getting him. They have shown less than zero interest in this so far. All of this means two things. The Ben Simmons drama is going to drag out into the offseason. And friction time. This Ben Simmons drama is going to drag out into February 2023. We are, we have a whole more 12 months of this to go. Whew. The Kings are going to also, also what this means is that the Kings need to get very creative because they need to move Buddy Heald for sure. He's been on the trade block for 36 months now, it feels like. We've been talking about them moving Buddy Heald for as long as I remember. Harrison Barnes probably needs to go. Rashawn Holmes, he seems like he's a likely candidate to go. But one thing I promise is if the Sixers ride Joel Embiid, the MVP of the league right now, into the playoffs and come up short because Daryl Morey is too stubborn to make the right deal, his ego is too big to go out of the trade line and get someone who can actually help you win games in key moments. I don't know. Maybe it's at this point one of those situations where you trade for Jalen Brunson. I mean, he's a good point guard. He's going to get $20 million. Ben Simmons for Jalen Brunson and Alfred Payton. No. What's his name? Reggie Bullock. Reggie Bullock and a first. Who says no? Ben Simmons' career will last longer in Philadelphia than Daryl Morey's. That's what's going to happen if he won't get a deal done and they end up losing in some random fucking playoff series because they didn't do it.
The big news in the NBA this week centers around James Harden and his future. Just about every basketball show, every pod, it's the top of the top of the top. They've talked about, ooh, is, does Harden actually want to be in Philadelphia? No, he does not. Does he prefer the city of Philadelphia over the city of Brooklyn? No, he does not. Is it real? Is it smoke and mirrors? As with most things with James Harden, I don't actually know what to believe because I've spoken to people that I actually trust and they say it's real, potentially, that James Harden's hasn't had a great go since he arrived in Brooklyn. Things haven't exactly gone how his mind's eye believed that they might be. What I do know, though, is this. uh, Chris Haynes broke some news on his podcast that makes this entire scenario even more complicated. This is what he said. There's another player we're going to add to this dynamic with James Harden. His name is Michael Rubin. For those who don't know, Michael Rubin, the Sixers co-owner, is, quote, very, very, very good friends. All three of those varies are written with James Harden. Three varies. Very, very, very good friends with James Harden, which means they probably exchange texts all the time. Probably talk on FaceTime video all the time. And he says, furthermore, I've been talking to a rival owner, talking to a rival front office executive who believes that there can be some talk right now going on between both sides. Rut row. That's, that's what we call tampering. That's tampering. Shh. That's tampering. That's against the rules. That's not okay. That's no, no. You don't do that. That's not what we do until February. No, no. Because what? Guess what? That means big trouble. It's like when my dog eats some random chicken bone on the street. You know you're not supposed to do that, Emma. Don't do that. That's a no. That's a no. That's a no, Ruben. That's a big no. You know you're not supposed to talk to James about free agency decisions until July. And it's made it even worse because James Harden doesn't have an agent right now, which is bizarre on its own front. So why is this a problem? Some front office executives, according to Chris Haynes, are prepared to, quote, when the time comes, if a deal does look like it's about to transpire where there could be a potential sign and trade in the offseason, they are prepared to get the league involved on a potential collusion case dating back to what they think and believe could be going on right now. You know why we're talking and hearing a lot of people, Philadelphia, James Harden talk. I was told that there will be complaints issued to the league to try to investigate to see if there was any collusion. Yikes. Last time this happened, Bulls, Heat, second round picks forfeited. Yep. So here's the bottom line. I don't think they're going to get Michael Rubin's phone, first of all. I don't know how they're going to prove this. Yes, Harden has a friendship with Michael Rubin, one of the Sixers owners. Yes, James Harden has a pre-existing relationship with Daryl Morey, who is his former GM in Houston. Yes, Harden does seem to be frustrated with the Nets organization. Can you blame him? Kyrie's never there. Kevin Durant's now out. Like, he's fat. I don't know. But none of that means that James Harden is going a place. I've been... Have, Think to yourself, if you're an adult right now and you're not a little kid listening to this podcast, how often have you been frustrated with your employer? How often you're like, I'm going to get the fuck up out of here. And then two, three, four years later, you're like, fuck, I don't have a better place to go. 
That's the case here with my man James Harden. So by definition, Woj reported also that the Nets aren't even entertaining any offers for James Harden, despite the fact that Chris is convinced that there's a Simmons and Maxi plus picks deal for Harden on the table that the Nets have said no to. So by definition, this means that Maury's only way to get what he perceives as the appropriate value for Ben, a.k.a. James or Dame or Beal or Jalen Brown, it's going to have to be in the summer. It's not going to be in the next two weeks. But then Daryl Morey says that he thinks he has a deal on the table in the next two weeks, which means it's not James. So... It's very confusing. It's all very astounding. It's all very intriguing. And it's all smoke and mirrors. And that means Ben Simmons is probably not going to play basketball for the foreseeable future. As we said about the Kings pulling out of any deal with Daryl, the Sixers are 10 games over 500 in an injury-plagued East. They are two games out of first place, which is fucking wild. Joel Embiid is averaging over 30 a game the last 10 games and single-handedly is rescuing a dog shit season. I really do want to say this for, for Sixer fans. Like, I feel for you. I really would hate to see the Sixers get to a game seven in the playoffs and you guys lose because you have a GM who is so arrogant and so egotistical he just keeps Ben Simmons on the roster for no fucking reason. Would hate to see it. Would hate to see it. We are going to be talking about the NBA All-Star voting a lot more going forward. But starters being announced, we got our first of what I am sure will be many controversies. The system is broken, folks. We've talked about fuck those kids a lot. Like, I don't care. 50% fan vote, like, that's bullshit. We've talked about this. I literally do not care what some 8-year-old thinks should be an all-star. I'm sorry to say, but it's just, you don't even know what you're watching. You know what I mean? Clay is being voted for right now. Like, Kyrie is being voted for right now. Ben Simmons, sitting at home, wherever he is, is being voted for right now. So... How do I know that the system is broken? We live in a world, in an era of positionalist basketball, where Andrew Jehovah's Witness Wiggins can get a starting spot on the All-Star team over Devin Booker. Let me say that again. We live in a world where... When positions don't matter, because you're going to say, oh, well, Trista, Andrew Wiggins is a forward. Devin Booker is a guard. I don't give a fuck. We live in an era where there is positionalist basketball. You can roll out three guards. We already know Sacramento Kings do that shit all the time. We live in an era where Andrew Wiggins is getting a starting all-star spot over the best player on the best team in the NBA. That's where we're at. Just pause. Pause and think. Let that shit soak in. The best player on the best team in the NBA gets beaten out by the fourth best player on the second best team in the West. What are we talking about here? Andrew Wiggins. Andrew Wiggins. 
the same Andrew Wiggins who carried the pressure for his entire career of being the number one pick in the draft, all those years in Minnesota being dog shit. The same Wiggins who was traded to Golden State and everybody last year wanted to trade him when he was out here bricking shots in the play-in game against the Memphis Grizzlies. Everyone hated Andrew Wiggins. People were like, this guy doesn't make any sense on this team. That guy right now is getting a starting spot over Devin Booker. Last year, when Steph was going nuclear, people were like, oh, yeah, Wiggins trade bait, trade bait, yeah, yeah, yeah. We can get a real wing. That guy, who people don't even think is a real legitimate wing, less than six months ago, that guy is starting over Devin Booker. I'm not saying he's not an all-star this year. He's playing well. But he's a starter? I'm happy for Andrew Wiggins. I am. But this is egregious. I'm saying there is no universe that Andrew Wiggins, on any team, on any place, in any universe, I don't care if it's Mars, I don't care if it's somewhere where they only only suit up Jehovah's Witnesses on their team. Like, there is no place where Andrew Wiggins should get the start over Devin Booker. Let's talk stats. Or Luca, Or Chris Paul. Like, there are multiple players who are better than Andrew Wiggins. Andrew Wiggins is like the 25th best scorer in the West. 25th? Let's talk about the stats. 18-4-2. Fine. Defensive rating, 105-6. That's not anything crazy. Second lowest points per game he's averaged in his eight-year career. If he wasn't an all-star then, why the fuck is he an all-star now? He's shooting 41% from three. That's respectable. Plus minus 247 for the year. Pretty fucking good. But is he, just because he's a forward, quote unquote, forward, should he get a starting spot over Devin Booker? Devin Booker. Devin Booker is averaging 25, 6, and 4.5. Up in every statistical category. He is, again, let me say it again, folks, for the people in the back who didn't hear me. He's the number one option on the number one team in the entire league, and he's not a starter. Because Jaw, Jaw is balling, and because the world can't, has their rose-colored Steph Curry glasses on, and there's only two starting guard spots, that's where we go, that's what we do. Come on now. All that to say... I'm fucking tired of this shit. Devin Booker, he is a good man. What a good man. There is no scenario in life where I get disrespected as much as Devin Booker and I don't say a thing. I don't start a riot. Like, I would create a press conference. I would get a mob. I would be talking about this shit. He has been slandered his entire eight-year career. People have been saying, oh, yeah, he puts up a lot of stats, but his team doesn't win. Okay, and now it's like, his team wins, but his stats, like, his stats are kind of just the same. Fuck you! If I am Devin Booker, I'm like, this shit, why can't I get any love? Like, why can't I? I'm handsome. I have handles. My mid-range game is tight. I studied under Kobe. I wear the same pair of purple-ass shoes every single game to let them know who's the truth, Kobe. And I can't get any damn respect, not from the media, not from my contemporaries, not from the fucking eight-year-old kids. Why? 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 It's a crime. I'm so mad about this. Luca, 
Luca is just like an afterthought because Devin Booker is so it's so egregious because Luca's been injured. But Luca is averaging twenty five nine and eight. Twenty five nine and eight. You don't think that big ass six foot five dude could be a, a starting forward? He could be a wing. What are we talking about? There's no more disrespected star in the league than Devin Booker. They're just not. It's not close. And you can tell it's outlandish because even Monty Williams is out here cracking jokes about it. His quote says, I laugh every time I look at the all-star voting and I see guys ahead of Devin Booker on the ticker. It's a joke. It's ridiculous. You might say, oh, well, Dame Lillard, he was, disrespe- he was disrespected two years before he got in. Two. It, was, it took Devin Booker seven years to get into the all-star and he had to be a reserve. It's what are we saying? And people are chirping him. Tim McMahon, my man Andrew Wiggins. Tim McMahon tweeted, congrats to the 24th leading scorer in the Western Conference. <laughs> yes. I get it. I get it. This is a weird voting system. Players voted Rudy and Draymond over him. Media voted Draymond and Carl Anthony Towns over him. Only the fan voted him third. But hey. But hey, what's done is done. Wiggins is over the moon. Ha, ha, ha. Good for Wiggins. He cashed out on his points prop because I knew he would the day he ended up getting announced. He said, I thought I was dreaming for a second. Me too. I saw that on TNT and I was like, that's a joke. That's not true. This is a this is a hoax. This is some shit where you question, let's count, recount the votes. <laughs> Stop the vote now. Stop the vote. He said, I was doing my pregame nap. My girl woke me up and said, you're a starter. You're a starter. I thought I was dreaming. Yeah, because it's so outlandish what happened. All of his teammates were equally, quote unquote, elated. Well, at least everyone but Draymond. Steph said that the group chat went nuts with the exception of Draymond Green. My guy. Anthony Slater reported that 30 minutes after the news broke, Draymond Green finally acknowledged that Curry made it. Ah, he's so petty. Draymond, stay yourself all the time. Even Carl Anthony Towns seemed happy. My vote was for him. We went to wars together out there. I just want to see him get the fruits of his labor. He's averaging less than he did in Minnesota. Stop. Maybe I should look at this differently. Maybe this is a, a just a, a victory for lunch pail players like Andrew Wiggins. Not stars. Andrew Wiggins is durable. He is put up with a lot. He's missed four games all year, only for health and safety, which is hilarious because he didn't want to be vaccinated in the first place. His career, he's only missed 18 games. Amazing. Klay Thompson says he's an Iron Man, which, to be honest, is not a stretch, coming from a man who has missed two straight years. So Wiggins is now and forever a starter in the All-Star game. Congratulations to him. No one's going to be able to take it away. But the only question that remains is when will Devin Booker get Andrew Wiggins level respect? I am waiting. Make it make sense respectfully. That's all the time that we have for the Heat Check. We'll be back Wednesday night with a new episode. Please do not forget to download, subscribe. Please tell all your friends. Tell all the homies, every last one of them, and follow us on on social at, at this heat check, at Trista Crick on TikTok, and at Trista underscore Crick on Twitter. For now, still have my Twitter. Thanks, guys. Thank you for listening. We appreciate you.
Check out our new NBA show, Beyond the Arc, part of the CBS Sports Podcast Network, where you can find me, John Gonzalez, NBA insider Bill Ryder, and Ashley Nicole Moss, five days a week talking all things NBA. Whether you're looking for insightful discussions, upbeat commentary, breaking news, interviews, or coverage of all the biggest stories in the NBA, our new show is the place to be five days a week. Download and follow Beyond the Arc on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and wherever you get your favorite podcasts.